we've known each other for six years. We've worked alongside each other in, in ministry. We've, we've done combined youth events. He is now the associate pastor of the bridge that is in Middle Island. And uh, his name's Lenny Benetzidel. I forgot to say his name. But uh, Lenny, come on up. Thank you for sharing the word and, and for being here this morning. My pleasure, David. Thank you. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. It's uh, a pleasure to be here um, virtually and with David, Stephanie, and Robbie in the back. Um, Robbie, is the mic on? We're good? All right, awesome. Um, I always like to check that because I feel like I'd be like five minutes in and you'd be in the back trying to get my attention and we'd have to start over. Um, well, like David said, my name is Lenny. Um, I'm the associate pastor at the, the Bridge in Middle Island. Um, I've been the associate pastor there. Uh, maybe three months now, uh, but I was, I've been the youth pastor there for the last um, nine or eight or nine years, I, something like that. It's been a while, and uh, I've loved every second of it, and uh, I love my church, and I'm so glad to be here with you guys today to share from God's Word. Um, let me pray, and then I'm going to share a little bit about myself, and then we're going to dive into Ephesians chapter 2, if you'd like to pull that up on your Bible app or flip to it in your Bible, uh, but let's, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, just thank you for today. I thank you for New Village Church and what you're doing here, Father. And uh, I pray as, I, as we dive into your word this morning that we would be challenged, that you would point out what you want us to, to learn, that you would make it clear to us, that you would give us understanding. Father, as I share from your word, that it wouldn't be my words, but yours speaking through me. Father, and I just pray that you would keep us all safe during this pandemic. Uh, and we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so like I said, my name is Lenny. Uh, I've been married to my beautiful wife, Jen. We will be celebrating five years in July, which is crazy to think because I don't feel like it's been five years. It still feels like yesterday. Um, we, uh, I Recently in December, I graduated from seminary with my master's in theology, which is awesome, and I'm very excited about that. Um, and it's been crazy because it was a lot of work. <laughs> um, but it was, it was a lot of fun as well. Um, and so um, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2 today. And this is one of my all-time favorite chapters in all of Scripture. Um, recently at, at our church, we just finished up, um, or I, I think our pastor is finishing up today, um, a series called But God. And it's taking a look at how God stepped in and did the impossible, where without their a but God statement that all things looked hopeless, that all things looked like it, it wasn't going to work out, there was no way that any good could come out of what was happening in the situation. And um, at our church, this is a phrase that I've been I've been focusing on for since since before New Year's Day. And it's, it's one of my favorite verses, um, favorite passages, and uh, we're going we're gonna to read it. We're going to be in uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. We're going to read it together, and then we're going to break it down. So let's, let's read. I'll be reading from uh, the New Living Translation, so if it's slightly different from what you're used to, uh, that, that is why. So let's read. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of your sinful nature. 
By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. Um, I, I, I work in a nursing home um, during the day, uh, during the week, I should say, and uh, we have a, a pretty high dementia population. And uh, let me tell you, they are some of the funniest people to work with. Um, but at the same time, one of the most frustrating people to work with. And I have a, a resident, <clears throat> I, I was telling David and Stephanie about this. Um, my name is Lenny, but I didn't know how many names I had until I started working there. Um, Lance, Howie, David, Joe, um, Larry, and the funny thing about Larry is that was a staff member, not even a resident. Um, but they never remember my name. And you have some, some of my residents are, are so advanced with their dementia that they don't even know what's going on. Like they'll come down for lunch and why are we here? We're going to have lunch now. Oh, okay. And then two minutes later, what are we doing? We're having lunch. Oh, all right, okay, cool. Another two minutes. What, what, what's going on? Why are we down here? And it can be very frustrating at times. I have one resident in particular um, who she would always come in and, and be like, man, all these people are old, Lenny. They're old. Why am I? I, I, I don't belong here. I, they're old. They weighed me today. They said I weighed 300 pounds. Where is that weight, Lenny? I don't see it. And I, you know, they don't understand why they're there because they've forgotten. And the reason I bring this up is, is Paul opens up in this chapter with this. Once you were dead, in your sin, dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. I think at times, we as believers get what I like to call spiritual dementia where we look at the world and say, oh my goodness, what is going on with the world today? They are a mess. The world, I, I gotta be, I, I, can't, I can't associate with them at all. But, Paul reminds us here, hey, you used to be just like them. Right? And what's amazing about, the, about Ephesus, if you know anything about um, ancient history, and, and I'm a history buff. I love history. One of my favorite things to study is, is the ancient world. And uh, Ephesus was a city that was a bustling, it, it was a metropolis, 
right? And they had one of the, one of the seven wonders of the world, the Temple of Diana, which was the center of social life. Now, we may have forgotten what social life is like with our social distancing, distancing um, with all that's going on, but that is a thing that used to be, right? Not so much right now in America, but the temple was the social life. You want to do banking? You went to the temple. You wanted to worship? You went to the temple. You wanted to meet up with your friends? Oh, hey, let's meet at the temple and we'll go from there. The temple was the social hub of the city of Ephesus. Now, the thing about the temple was it was a place of worship. And the way you would worship is by being with the prostitute. And that was central to life at Ephesus. That was what you did. And so Paul is reminding the, the, the Ephesian church here, hey, you know those people that are going to the temple and doing the things that you do at the temple? Don't look down on them because you were them not too long ago. And I think at times we as believers, we get into a, split, a, a place of spiritual dementia where we forget that we were just like them. That we needed Jesus just as much as the person on death row for murder. And the first thing I want to point out is we were all dead in our sins. And what I love here is that Paul doesn't give us any excuse. He says we were all dead in our sins because of our own actions. Right? We, and, and let me just share this. Death at its basic definition is separation. Right? When we are dead physically, we are separated from life. When we're dead spiritually, we're separated from spiritual life, from God. And we were all dead in our sins. Each and every one of us. Me, you, Billy Graham, Jack, whoever it is, we were all dead in our sins at one point. And because of our sins, we're separated from God. And I don't know about you, but I've never seen a dead person bring themselves back to life. It doesn't work that way. And we used to live just like the world did, right? And, and in verse 3, Paul tells us we were all deserving of God's judgment. We were all deserving of God's judgment. And what I love about what Paul does is he doesn't leave us hanging. He doesn't hit us with this horrible, horrible news without a but statement. And he shares, but God, verse 4, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. God didn't leave us hanging. God stepped in and did something about our problem. One of my favorite definitions of love is this. And, and if you've known me very long, you've probably gotten tired of hearing me say this, but love is seeing a need and fulfilling it. Doing something about that need. Right? God saw and knew our need for a Savior. <clears throat> and he said, I'm going to do something about it. And when I, we just celebrated Easter. And I hope you guys had a great Easter. Um, I know it was probably much different than what you would normally experience uh, for Easter. Um, my wife and I usually go to her, her mom's house and we have 
like four different types of lamb. Um, and it was very upsetting to miss that this year because I love the curry lamb. But we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is the ultimate but God instance in history. Moment in history. And what I love is that God stepped in not because of our worth. He didn't look down and say, you know what? <clears throat> I, I, I need him. He is going to add so much to my kingdom. I need Lenny. He's awesome. He's, you know, he's a great guy and, you know, he, he does all this stuff and I, I need him. No. He says, I want Lenny, not because Lenny's great, not because Lenny's awesome or anything like that, but because God is awesome. Because he is rich in mercy and love. God stepped in at just the right time. At just the right time. And if you listen to many testimonies of people making a decision to follow Christ, isn't it amazing that oftentimes these people are at their wits' ends and God sets in and says, here's a free gift that I offer to you. Right? God, God did it not based on our merit, but based on his. And, and he did it all, right? And this is the crazy thing. He did it all so that future generations can look back and see that God is truly rich in mercy, love, and grace. Right? We, we can look at this book of Ephesians and say God, God must be full of love and grace and mercy because the guy writing it is who, who's saying he's rich in love and mercy is the one who is hunting down Christians to kill them. God is rich in love and mercy. There is no one that is outside the reach of God. Amen? And I, I love that because that means that I have hope. That I can, I can be saved by God's great love and mercy. And then the third thing that I want to point out here is this. It's by grace. It's by grace. I think so oftentimes, again, we get stuck in this, this uh, spiritual dimension where we forget that it's not by my good works. That it's not anything that I've done. I've, I'm not going to go to heaven because I did enough charity work. I'm not going to go to heaven because I helped enough old ladies across the street. I'm not, it's nothing that I've done, only what God has done, right? Some of the most popular verses, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And I love that because it's so easy to try to take credit for things. Right? And oftentimes, let's be honest here, when things are going well, oh yeah, it's because I did that. I was good. Right? I got a promotion at work because... <laughs> I deserved it. I got a good rate on my car loan because I did my research and I've got good credit. Whatever it might be, we like to take credit for things. Right? The fact that we can get copyrighted for singing a song about the Lord. 
is crazy to me because we like to take credit for things. And I'm not saying don't give credit where credit's due. But we as a, as a race, as, a, as humans, like to take credit for things. And Paul here says, listen, salvation is a free gift and you can't take credit for it. And it puts all of us on the same playing fields. I, I used to work as a, an exterminator for a company called Terminex um, in my earlier 20s. Um, I'm still in my 20s, but in my earlier 20s. And one of my favorite things that I, I observed about termites, um, I covered a lot of the west end of, of Suffolk County, and I would cover areas like Lloyd Harbor, Asherokin, Eaton's Neck, Northport, um, and then I'd also go down to some of the, the poorer areas. And what I love about termites is this. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you have a ton of money and a house that's got nine bathrooms or if you've got 30 people living in your house because you guys can't afford to live on Long Island. Termites are going to hit you regardless. And, and that's kind of what God's grace does for us. It puts us all in the same playing fields. Right? I can't look at someone and say, I'm, I'm better than that guy. Because I was dead in my sins just like the next person. And this way, the reason that, that God, I think, does this is so that we can't take credit, so that I can't boast about what I've done. It doesn't matter what I've done. It only matters what God has done for me. And we could boast in that, amen, that God has paid the penalty and, and, and has offered this free gift. And what I love about it being a free gift is, again, it's free. Like if I were to offer, if I had a, a present and I offered it to you, and said, it's a gift, take it. And you say, oh, hold on, let me, let me pull out my wallet. Let me, how, how much do you think this would have cost? It's no longer a gift, right? It's now a transaction. And you could say that you've paid for it. But because it's a gift, it's, it's freely given and all you got to do is receive it, right? Because once we try to pay for it, now it becomes a transaction or maybe a reward for the good things that we've done. And it's this grace should be the reason that we do good things. We shouldn't be doing good things because we're trying to earn our salvation, but our salvation should spur us on to do good things. And now what's the point, right? Like why, why would we look at Ephesians chapter 2 other than that it's one of my favorite passages? Well, I want to encourage you guys with this. Maybe you're stuck in a little bit of spiritual dementia. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you are looking at people of the world and be like, man, they are a mess. I'm so glad I'm not like them anymore. And maybe... You think there's someone that is beyond God's saving. As crazy as that sounds. And I want to encourage you that you used to be just like them. I used to be just like them. But God stepped in. I want you to take a look this week. I want to encourage you to take a look this week and try to remember the but God moments in your life. Right? And first starting with 
salvation. Right? Where God stepped in in your life and said, hey, you need me. You need this free gift. Because you can't do anything without it. You are hopeless without me stepping in. When God did the impossible and raised us from spiritual death and brought us to spiritual life. And praise God that he doesn't leave us hanging. Amen? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for you stepping in and offering us this free gift of salvation, Father. Father, I pray that we would not be stuck in a, a, a state of spiritual dementia, but that you would remind us every day that we needed you as much as the next person. Father, we praise you um, for your salvation. We, we thank you for technology, that we're able to get together like this, hear your word. Father, and I pray that as we um, go this week, that you would keep us safe and keep us healthy, Lord. Let's pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.